Hello, wrestling fans. Quentin Charisma. Hey, that's me. Damn it, Jeremiah Plunkett. Yellow again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett, Quentin Charisma. Once again, we are right smack and dab along ringside and ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. I try to add one extra word and it throws off the entire flow. So I just need to keep it as it is. I try to change it up, but I just need to keep it as it is. How are you doing this week, Quentin? Um, I don't know. I'm here. About it. I feel horrible. Foot still hurts. So, you know. All right. Get ready for a high energy podcast. Yeah. I, I felt about two hours ago, I don't know, I started feeling really bad. So, I don't know. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's not uh, not good. I don't, should we be doing this? I'll be all right. All right. Well, has anything gone on in the past week? Anything new? I don't know. I can't. Anything we, stick out? We don't have a rant? Oh, I got some rants, but I don't know if it's. Um, suitable for um public consumption yeah it's family rants no stories nothing well i didn't tell you one story about the 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 hispanic guy looking under the stall going to corral in goodwill tennessee (laughs) well way to blow the blow the finish you totally could have just told that story but all right anyway we are terrible at this podcasting thing (laughs) but i don't don't know i'm i'm good i guess (laughs) i'm here i woke up this morning and i'm still alive so that's I gotta start looking at that way. But not right. I can't do on their family. So shooting for the moon. All right. This is awkward. (laughs) Yeah. Let's break this awkward silence and let's go ahead and go to our first match and then we'll go from there. You've probably heard us mention crowbarpress.com, but let's get real for a moment. Scott Teal is crowbarpress.com. Scott has been writing about professional wrestling since 1968 and has edited, written, and published more than 100 books on the subject. Scott was also honored by both the Cauliflower Alley Club and the George Tragus Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame for his contributions as a professional wrestling historian and journalist. All this to say, Scott knows his stuff. But if you're not a big reader, hey, that's okay. CrowbarPress.com also has DVDs, magazines, photos, posters, and t-shirts, all fit for you or the old school wrestling fan in your life. So please, do us a favor and support our friend, friend of the show, Scott Teal, by visiting crowbarpress.com, professional wrestling legends in print and video. First match this week, uh, this is my pick for this week. It was brought to us by, and I'm probably going to butcher this pronunciation, pronunciation, but maybe not, Al Balrog, or Balog? Balog, Balog, or Balog? B-A-L-O-G, Al B-A-L-O-G over Balog. on YouTube. Please go give him a like and subscribe. The match is from WCW Saturday night, March 18th, 1995. The resurging here lately, Lord Steven Regal takes on beautiful Bobby. Yeah, should be a good one. Yes, she is. So should we start out with like the picture we got is Mean Gene talking. So that's always fun to see Gene. If you're a triple zeroed out, we can get triple zeroed out at home. And we will hit play in three, two, one, play. All right. I mean, Gene. Where did he go to WCW? Was, that- uh, was he before or after Bobby? 90s. It was early 90s. He was before Bobby Eaton, right? I think so. I think he went like a year before, maybe. He went He went after oh, Hogan. We got the, the WCW hotline. Yeah. A dollar forty nine a minute. Children under 18 get your parents' consent. <laughs> I can remember like five phone numbers from growing up. Like, you know, 
especially now because everything's in your phone. I can remember like five phone numbers and one 9900 is one of them. What's that for? That's the hotline. Oh, was well, it? Okay. Poor <laughs> William Regal. I hope just once because I assume he's going to wrestle on AEW some. Mm. And I hope just once he brings that out. Just for old time's sake. <laughs> like I, he d- doesn't have to have the neckerchief. Yeah. But like just the robe. The robe is the robe is sweet. Yeah, it's nice. Look at that dude. Is that Brian Knobs? Bootleg Brian Knobs in the crowd. <laughs> I think some good heat. Well, this is at Universal, too, though, so. Wow, it's the center stage. Oh, is it? No. Wait. Well, I don't know. So they're both really, really close. Hey, Bobby's got a little bit of a tan. <laughs> I love Bobby Singles tights. Oh, the one with the stars and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, the yeah. uh the the post midnight express yeah. tights. Like yeah. really, really good. Yeah. Now I'm wondering, is that center stage or is that universal? Trying trying to well, see think, when they show these crowd shots. I don't think Saturday Night was ever at Universal. Okay. Because Universal spun around. That was on Worldwide and those the syndicate. And, and the pro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this may have been Center Stage then. Yeah. Yeah, just the syndicated ones were worldwide. I mean, uh, Universal had the spinning revolving little thing. I love his gimmick there. <laughs> oh, the hand behind the back? Yeah, I love it. I, I did that out of just like muscle memory one night and Tony Lucasio from the from right outside the ring goes, Oh, you're doing a little little William Regal? And I did I didn't even realize I had myself like in the hammer lock. <laughs> Who do they keep shooting to? Is that um the equalizer? Looks like TJ Weatherby. <laughs> oh that side head oh that was nice. Yeah. Oh that was really nice. One, what? Yeah, I love it when he pushes yeah. up his arm. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love the like little bit of comedy. Regal is always yeah. like he, he's a great vicious villain too. But man, so That's funny. Was he get vicious? He did a little comedy. He get vicious. It's it was he was awesome. All right, we'll get a roll through. Oh, look at that! A little leg lace. Oh, what hip toss had a, a lot of hip in it, didn't it? It's supposed okay. to. I know, but we usually don't see. Oh, no. I, I, I hate the just one arm throw, no leg out there at all. I love his gimmick. Look at it's so good. Oh, big knee. Oh, nice uppercut. Oh, another nice one. Hmm. 
Time to get up. <laughs> oh man, this looks so good. He just put the bad mouth on him. I wish I could see what they were saying. Oh, was that a chop or a slap? Yeah, it looked like a backhand. Okay. God, Bob. Is yours kind of freezing up a little bit? On Every now and then, yeah. I think it's the video itself. Yeah. Whoa, nice backdrop. Bobby, Bobby had the up. best rights. Here we go. Oh, and that that neck breaker, he just he it was so smooth. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, and that was his finish after he uh, got tired of doing the Alabama yeah. jam. But it looks like we're going to get a jam or nope. we're not going to get a jam. Fathers out. Who was he waving at? Jeeves or whatever that guy's name was? No, this one. one. I picked a really short one. Looks like he's going. No, is he waiting? He's motion for somebody. What? If you can't, who's he asking for? Oh, he's asking for the mic. Oh man! I, I think this is. So that that leads me to think that this is a the setup. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. This is going to be. This is the birth of the blue bloods. I think. Yeah. Because Regal's obviously putting him over. Yeah. And Bobby's got a microphone in front of him, so he's confused. Bobby, you should get taught, man. He, I, he just had to – he fell out of practice. Is that what it is? I mean – Yeah. Because he never did it after, like, 84. <laughs> he never talked again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish we know what we were saying. <laughs> Yeah, he just got that out of. He just stole Gene's handkerchief. He just took his handkerchief. Huh. All right. Yeah, this, well, I think this is the birth of the Blue Bloods. It was. Yep. They go to the back and, yep, that's a short match. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um. Oh, yeah, well, we'll get a little bit of it. Um, all right, yeah, so, so that was it. Very, very short. Uh, not much of a match. I, I'll say this for anyone, for anyone watching, though. The, the follow-up to this, and look this up on YouTube, would be, I don't know what the actual video would be titled, but look up, you know, Stephen Regal making Bobby eating a blue blood. Yeah. Those vignettes are tremendous. I think that's what played after it. Oh, they have. I didn't have. I don't have auto autoplay on. But uh, those vignettes are tremendous. I think that's what played accurate. I cut it off since it came on. I didn't really pay attention to. Let me fast forward it real fast and see. Yeah, I think that's what was came on popped up on my next. But even though the match was uh, was barely, I don't know, four and a half minutes, bell to bell, it was still very entertaining, very tremendously entertaining. Marvel. Regal is <laughs> astounding. All right, it ended. Bob, it says Bobby becomes a blue blood with William Regal. There you go. So, so I don't look. know if this is the next week or not, but it looks like it's going to do a match. Well, now, hold on. What is it? They're showing the crowd. They're going to, it looks like a castle or somewhere, and Bobby's late. Regal's walking around looking at his watch. This must be it. There right, he comes, so Bobby, <laughs> in a suit. He's pulling his, he pulls, he pulled something out of his sock. <laughs> Riggles looking at his suit, asking what he's wearing white tube socks with his suit. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I think this is the one that did the ripple. 
think someone has the ripple comment in it that we talked about. Yeah. Oh, this is hilarious. Yeah, I'm about to watch it later. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, everyone at home, please do the same. Watch that. It, it's worth it. Him becoming the blue one of the blue bloods is. And it's the same guy, Al Blog, it has it on here. So, yeah, I thought I thought you were about to uh, go through the entire video and do a play by play of it. No, I was just gonna. I was gonna see if that was that was it. Because then I would have known what listeners do if they don't have the video pulled up. What it feels like. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. I, I, like I said, that little short bit that was really good. Yeah, so, I, I I didn't know that it was gonna be a seven and a half minute video with four minutes of wrestling, but. Yeah. We, at least we got four good minutes out of it. Yes, yes, it was four very good minutes. Regal, his whole shtick, man, it was just so good. <laughs> yeah, comedy and violence, you know. <laughs> and not many people can pull that off. Like you no. do it. Yeah, a lot of people can do one or the other, but to be able to do both as flawlessly as Regal does, yeah. it's an art. Yeah, yeah. Few men have logged the miles, shaken the hands, and put in the work Chris Michaels has to become a pro wrestler. Pro wrestling proved to be everything a young boy dreamed it would be, but it also extracted a far greater toll on his body and soul than he ever imagined. Chris Michaels' book, Indestructible, chronicles a career spanning more than three decades, in which Chris has had cups of coffee in every major promotion, knocking on one door after another, never getting that big break, but never, ever giving up. Michaels holds nothing back, sharing in his own words the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of pro wrestling. He shares humorous stories of ring mishaps and meeting his heroes, as well as reveals the failed relationships, broken promises, dead-end roads, and gut-wrenching injuries. A lesser man would have quit decades ago, but not Chris Michaels. He continues to do the drives, make the towns, and prove to fans and wrestlers alike that he is truly indestructible. Pick up your copy of Indestructible on Amazon.com, EatSleepWrestle.com, or directly from Chris Michaels himself. You won't regret it. Okay. Uh, now, uh, last week, it's come out. I went on and picked the um, the Butch Reed versus Warrior Hawk match. Yep. I thought it – I remember I said, you know, they did those TV tapings, a lot of those TV tapings, one big night. I was wrong, looked it up, and I went back and watched the one we watched, and I turned on this one and just to look at – compare it with the crowd, different – it's a different place. Okay. Looked it up. This was like, uh, I want to say two days later – in Miami, I think it was Miami. They did this, and but then they had a they had a dark match, a tag dark match in Miami. They did the singles, this singles, and then they did a, a dark tag match. So yeah, but um, yeah, it wasn't taped. It was um, and that uh, if you notice on the the listing, I, and that's you know they said it was uh, WCW Saturday Night on um, Cage Match and Wrestling Data. It just a TV taping. It didn't say what what TV taping it was for. Um, so I'm assuming it was Saturday night. Um, so that must have been in between, like I said, between the studio and um, uh, center stage. But it was at the Cobb County Civic Center. So they didn't go far, you know. So I'm thinking so. But yeah, it was. I was wrong. It's actually two different. It's a few days apart. So and this one's in, was from Miami. And that's what they said. What it said. And the match Quentin is talking about is brought to us by the Regal Stretch. Hey, funny enough, the Regal Stretch over on YouTube. Oh, Oh, look at that. It is from the main event and is April 1st, 1990. The match is Butch Reed versus Road Warrior Hawk. 
And if you're all triple zeroed out and you're triple zeroed out at home, we'll hit play on this match in three, two, one, play. Got Jim Ross and Missy Hyatt. What a bombshell. Look at them earrings, man. Holy smokes. Things are huge. Was she the hottest person in wrestling at this time? Yeah. I'll say so. At this era, I can't think of anybody more attractive. Mm-mm. No. From 80, from like 88 to 91. I don't think it was. I don't think there was. Okay, here we go. Oh, Curse of Worldwide Wrestling. See, they're all out. They're all out here on this one, but like the other one, they wasn't. Yeah, and real quick, let me finish something. We got oh. we got a jump start. Uh, real yeah. quick on Missy, I think they, I think they missed the opportunity on her. They kept putting her in like backstage interviewer roles. She could talk. She should have been a valet, a manager. Well, they finally did with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's almost too late, and they they weren't going to let her talk. No. Oh, big oh what a, yeah, what a shoulder block, man. Oh, big trip. Hey, uh, what's his name's out there? Oh, he just knows so that trip, didn't he? Oh, here we go. Oh, got the partners going at it. Got Teddy Long out here on this one. Ref's already. Oh, man. Man, they were throwing some. Some, some live rounds. There, I think both these teams, besides Butch Reed, knew nothing but live rounds. At <laughs> this time, yeah. Well, now the Road Warriors, they. Oh, nice big boot. Rowers again, they could start they even could work by this time. Yeah. I don't know. This looks pretty solid right here. I ain't saying it ain't stiff. But it ain't killing him. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Dude, I don't I don't think he's going in there like what's he got up? He's got a boxing glove on. Did you see that? Teddy Long has a boxing glove on. Uh, we know what the finish is. A lot of boxing glove. When Don't ask they... me why I was wearing a box glove. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to ask. Don't ask me because I don't know. This is just oh. a brawl. The last, the last one, they were actually doing spots, and we thought they would be the brawl, and these guys we thought we figured would be spots. They're brawling. Hey, yeah. it looks like Hawks running a heat on Butch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the shine. Uh oh. Yeah, fly? yeah, that, that that's what a road warrior shine is. Yeah, <laughs> it's a heat. There we go. Here we go. Is he going? Nobody home. Oh, dude, his foot got hung. You see that? Yeah. On the, on the rope, and he hit, took him straight down. What kills me is he's only got one glove on. <laughs> Was that oh. like always Teddy's gimmick? I don't ever they remember that. There must have been something going on, part of the angle at that time. I don't ever remember him. Oh, here comes the chair. Boom. The guys on the outside can't fight each other and do a trip. They'll get kicked out. But the ref can sit there and see the chair shot. I know. I... Wrestling I know. logic. Yeah. Oh, oh, it got him in the jaw, didn't it? That yeah, that clothesline was a little high. You know, yeah. I used to think when I was younger, though, because you saw it so much, that if it happened on the outside of the ring, it wasn't a disqualification. Yeah. Well, nowadays, that's the way it is. <laughs> I mean, I legit thought that was a rule, though. Yeah. Because it happened so much. Yeah. 
I just pounded on him. You know, a big slam. Oh, oh dragged him across the road. So what would you uh -oh. call that? I've heard that called hot shot, stun gun. It's not really a stun gun. More like a mm -hmm. hot shot. Oh. Or... oh, nice double axe handle. Oh, I don't know. Because hot shot and stun gun is where you shoot them, you, you lift them up. You know, you don't, it's, done, it's done different. Man, this is just a, a fight. Man, they had did one spot yet. Oh, I don't think I don't think they're going to, which is crazy because no. because Hawk was well, the more athletic one. Yeah, so I'm saying that it's you know it's reverse. Like I said last week, they were doing spots, and we thought these are the ones to be doing it. Uh oh yeah, oh yeah, oh. Butch is the seasoned worker. Oh, nice right. elbow drop. Yeah, I've never seen him do an elbow drop like that. Oh, uh oh, here comes. Oh gosh, that first one was right in the. Oh, that one was. That first, oh, that first one was a little snug for the fact. I think all of them have been a little snug. <laughs> well, the first one was really snug then. <laughs> I, I, I like, I like brothered out Precious Paul on the outside. Just one put on my Ribera jacket and some aviators. No, maybe it's Battle of the Belts jacket. Whatever, but still, satin jacket and some aviators. <laughs> a nice little one-two exchange there from the knees. That was nice. Oh, was he? Oh, swinging that breaker. Hawk's got his uh, Scott Steiner's boob tattoo on his uh, on his on leg. His but you notice though, he's got something on the other leg. Hawk didn't. You mean I mean, animal? animal. Animal just had the the tattoo gimmick. Yeah. On his one leg, the other was plain. His actually has something on the other leg. Oh, block the suplex. Block it. Nice standing suplex. That's nice. It's a big old boy to get up there. That's odd how he had something on his leg and animal didn't, you know. Well, he's hammering him. Yeah. He's laying him in. Oh! Oh! Whoa. Dude, he didn't grab no rope, did he? Uh, he grabbed the rope but then launched himself all the way to the floor. Good Dang. God, what a bump. That was crazy looking. Uh-oh. Slice steps. This oh, match brought God. to you by Roots. Yeah. <laughs> Roots, I thought he was used with pockets. So we're going to whip him off. Big knee. High knee. <laughs> I had to do it. Doing, uh, off. Yeah, I, I've been there, Butch. Sometimes you put the electrical tape just a little too tight. <laughs> so I stop uh -oh, using electrical tape. Uh oh, here we go. Uh, you don't pile drive the road warriors. Oh, oh. he's selling it. Oh, I guess you do now. Yeah, it ain't Memphis where you pop back up and look at Lawler. <laughs> oh, he kicks that. They're baby faces. <laughs> They're selling. Remember, last, the animal sold last week. He's really selling. Uh oh. Rude Awakening? Yep. Rick Rude eventually started going to the back bump, though, on the neck breaker. Benny, I didn't even, I really thought about it. Oh! Big boot to the chest. Oh! 
I think he's getting chopped in the throat. It's it's high. Yeah, it was. Oh man, he got some height on that one. That looked nice. Uh, here he goes. Well, I thought he was getting up. He did his little roar thing. But... Nice standing drop kick. Oh, the ref was in the way. Did you see that? <laughs> he was going to bump in the corner and he had to turn a little bit. What's Larry doing up on the. Uh oh, here's Taylor with the ball. He's got the glove. He's what? gimmicking the glove. You see him? The cameraman's. Okay, you got it. He's putting ups in the glove. He's waving. Simmons why, over here. Why so clunky? Boom. Okay, that finish was not smooth at all, was yeah, it? Yeah, that fin that finish that finish sucked. That was like nobody was on the same page, it seemed like at the same time. Like it if the if the gloves loaded, why <laughs> My thing is, why did Paul? Why did Ellering jump up on the apron for in the first place? Well, I think I think I think Teddy was up there first, which drove Paul up there. there. He wasn't up there where because remember he went to shoot him in the corner, and the ref was coming over to Ellering, and they had to he had to kind of go sideways, like he jumped. Yeah, up I don't. Himself. That was. <laughs> mm. Good match to the finish. Finish was just yeah, it was not. Why couldn't no why couldn't Teddy have just hit him with the? Yeah. Like I, I, I get that they would be like, oh, I'm not gonna put over this manager, but like, if it's gimmicked, yeah, not, that's what it's I not, said. It's not killing you. Yeah, that's what I. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't, uh, I don't get it. I think Ellering jumped on the, up on the apron too soon. Maybe. I don't know. I, I also think sometimes I overthink this stuff and she just enjoy it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but that was saying that that got, because he was whipping him in the ropes. He hopped up and the ref jumped up and went over to get him off the apron. And Reed had to kind of go to the uh, to the side. He couldn't go right in the turnbuckles because the ref was there. Because he's, I think Ellery jumped up too soon. You know, there there was something that was. Yeah, it was not smooth at all. It was, it was not a smooth smooth transition. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was good. I liked it up until the, the um, like I said, to the finish. It was different from it was different from what I expected. Like last week was different from what I expected. It seemed like it should have been reversed, but it still was good. Um, a lot of stiff blows in that match. Yeah, you know? yeah, they they were laying them in. They they were being they were putting it in in uh, in safer spots, but man, so, they were laying the lumber. Some of them chops look like they were in the throat almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah, the chops for sure looked high. Well, but except for the finish, it's a good little match. Well, it's um, it's really odd seeing them sell that much as baby faces, but. And again, how many times have we seen them work a team as big as them, except for the Powers of Pain? I mean, I don't really remember any of their matches. So Powers of Pain, and did they ever uh, did they ever work with the Russians? I think they were uh, Crusher and Ivan. 
So, okay. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's a team as big as them. Ivan at that time, no. Uh, that's right, because Ivan was like 225 at that time. Yeah, he leaned down so much. Yeah. Well, he had to because he was getting older. He had, if he wanted to keep working, his knees wouldn't, know, wouldn't let him. Well, yeah, because he wasn't tall. No. He wasn't even, he's like 5'9". Yeah, he's, he's hey, easy now. Um, but no, he, yeah, he was like 5'9", and like in his WWF title run, he was yeah, like 3'10". He was a monster, though, man. He was yeah. so wide. Well, that's what I'm saying. He was like 3'10 back then. Bruno was only like six foot. Yeah. Well, guys weren't really tall. I mean, you had got tall guys, but wasn't like it was just full of them, you know? Well, yeah, but, you know, you hear everybody talk about how people are, are small now. And, like, I know a lot of times they're talking skinny, but they even talk about height, too. And I'm like, ah, some of the top draws yeah. weren't that big. You know, people are taller nowadays. But and even when he was in, um, when he went to Florida in the late 70s, he was still, he wasn't a, the monster he was when, when he worked for Vince Sr. He was still big. He was still, you know, still, oh, excuse me. And then when he went and worked for Crockett in the Carolinas, early 90s, mid-length, he's still, you know what I'm saying? But by that, but by, by 86, he had done started, you know, slimming down. 85, 86, he started by, by 87, he was really, you know, well, like I said, he had to, because, you know, he was getting older, and it's just a lot of weight to carry on a frame like that, working, you know, because he was still going, you know, he was full-time, and his matches, he was, he wasn't just, you know, phoning them in, you know. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, so, yeah, he had to, he had to um, get off the weight, so, but, so it is different, um, but I liked, the, the match was good, except for the finish, um, you know, that one bump um, he took there at the end, man, that was crazy. Oh, yeah. Hawk, uh, oof. Yeah, that was crazy bump he took out to the floor. So, it was a good little match. Yours was, yours was really scientific, technical. Mine was just a brawl this week. Yeah, that, pretty, that, that pretty much sums it up. Like WWE Raw, but without the budget, WMF Medium Rare captured the chaos of live wrestling mayhem federation hardcore events held throughout Rutherford County, Tennessee in the early 2000s. This weekly series was produced by our good friend, Multimedia Monte Carlo, a local TV personality turned pro wrestling manager who would threaten to edit fans from the broadcast if they didn't give him his proper respect. So fast forward nearly 20 years later, and Mr. Carlo has brought WMF Medium Rare to YouTube. Mr. Carlo has painstakingly went back to the vault to bring this cult classic wrestling promotion back for a new generation of fans to witness. Check out WMF Medium Rare's channel over on YouTube and tell them we sent you. You know, and there's a lot of little gems like that all through WCW from 89 up till Nitro. You just got to, you know, there's all kinds of good little matches on Saturday night, main event. What's the power hour? What's the power hour? What was it? Pro was one. Pro, yeah. All those, especially, man, around 90, 95, 96-ish, you would see them on the pro. Is that the one that come on Saturday mornings, the pro? I believe so. You find all kinds of, like, Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko matches when they first went there, and Chris Benoit matches when they first went there on those pros and stuff. So, yeah, there's a lot of little hidden gems. And, like I said, in that 89 to, you know, 94 WCW, they, they said it was just a train wreck. You can find some really good stuff, though. There's little short matches on those syndicated programs. So, well, you know who I was a, a big fan of uh, from watching the pro was the Gambler. He was really good, man. He was really good. Yeah. His, he, uh, you know, he came work Memphis for a little bit after, uh, during that around 95, 94, I think maybe. 
he came to Memphis and worked a little bit, just a little, maybe a couple months. I, I wonder if he was a contracted guy or not. Those guys weren't contracted. Well, I mean, some some were though. Like they had contracted underneath guys. No, no, at that time. Period. WCW more than anybody else. Well, I know Bob Cook wasn't contracted. He was on every, all those tapings, right? As much as Gambler. But the and, but the but was Bob Cook on the later like Nitro era because Gambler was still around. I saw Gambler on a two thousand some like a two thousand Saturday night. Well, maybe by that time period they might have been like night before Nitro back. Um, I'm. They were on paid, you know, they were paid for, uh, or how you say it, you know. Yeah, they've heard parents. Well, I, I think now Barry Horowitz was on a contract for New York in the early 90s. I, I've always heard Horowitz was and uh, Re, Reno Riggins at one point was. I heard Reno's got one there toward the, yeah, toward, but I heard Horowitz, well, when they started doing contracts, I heard that, well, of course, uh, Lombardi was the first because that was Pat's boy. And then I heard, um, Horch was the second one that got that, you know, got him got the contract. But you know, I don't know if that's true or not. But that's what I always heard. You know, you know, you know I heard Reno because I know Reno was he was one of the guys that got all the, you know, who um for the tapings at one point he was doing a lot. He was one of the one of the guys that got the guys for the taping. So I know uh, at what at the best thing I ever heard Reno say. Somebody in in the crowd was is uh one of, working one of Reno's shows and he's just out, you know. Talk to the fans, whatever. And so I tried to give him crap about losing all the time on Monday Night Raw and stuff like that. He goes, I bought my house, and it's a yeah. nice house, losing on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I've been to his house. <laughs> well, that one time. I don't know if it's his house. I don't think he lives there anymore, but his first house I went to. Yeah. Bell Mead, three-story. Yeah. Yeah, see that? Reno did all, oh, Reno did all right for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he invested his money, too. Well, still, don't, don't kill the fact that he was a, a good hand for many years and was rewarded very well for it. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And he took his money and didn't blow it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, Reno, Reno's a smart guy. Didn't, well, heck, I mean, Horowitz taught him well. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. <laughs> I remember Ben George telling stories about going on the road, when they, <laughs> you know, through the TV, and he'd get, he would ride with Horowitz. He said he, he said, he said it was awful. <laughs> so, yeah, but, um, yeah. They said they would always be there, get there after catering, and they'd go get food at the grocery store. And he did, yeah, he said it was, so it was an adventure. <laughs> well, I've always heard catering back in those days wasn't what it is now. No, 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 no. Now you want to get the catering and bring some Tupperware. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But yeah, it's um, how do we get out here? I don't know. <laughs> All right, oh, well, the let, hidden gems. Yeah. Go yeah. look for hidden gems. There's some really good stuff out there. Well, then let's bring us on to next week then. Uh, I'm hoping what I'm going to pick is going to be a hidden gem because I've never, honestly, never seen one of these guys' matches that I just picked. Oh, my goodness. It's from Roy Lusher Houston Wrestling. Shout out to Roy Lusher. Uh, the match is from July 6th, 1979, from Houston's Sam Houston Coliseum. The match is The Spoiler versus Tom Jones. Really? And I have never seen a match with either one of them. Um, I've heard a lot of from Tom about Tom Jones because apparently he's a trainer of Anthony Wayne. Yeah. So, and then the spoiler, I've seen many spoiler matches. I've never seen a real spoiler match because it's, it's always been John, John the, match. <laughs> yeah. It's always been from Memphis. Well, you know, I actually saw a spoiler match today when I was going through some uh, DVDs for Scott Teal and I saw a spoiler and I can tell you it was not Don Jardine. <laughs> 
Was it uh was it uh, was it Frank Morrell? No. Because that was my no. spoiler, I'm pretty sure. Anyway. No, it wasn't Frank Morrell. Um wasn't he the Memphis probably... spoiler? At least at one point. Yeah. And he did um his spoiler for, for uh Fez's uh UWA too. <laughs> yeah. And then his also was the what else was was old HW Morrell? And actually uh, I saw hey and actually on one of those uh um DVDs I was watching with, with that spoiler. Later in the show, Frank Morrell was on there as the angel. Are you sure he wasn't that spoiler? And then he just put on a different mask and he's like, I'm the angel. No, because this spoiler was about 170 pounds. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it wasn't Frank. <laughs> so, yeah. He's the spoiler, yeah. the angel. What else was he? I'm sure any random mass tag team. He had a bunch of different ones in the early 70s. He did, he did some different tag uh, mass gimmicks. In East Tennessee, I can't remember offhand. Probably a medic or something like that. Mm, not probably not because the medics were such a over tag team in the area. You know. And he is obviously so, a Dante or Mephisto. <laughs> you know what? I'm thinking that there there was a set of spoilers, seventy maybe, in Goulas, as I think I want to say there was it Joey Cora and Lenzo Parente. So Jardine was the first, though, right? So I've heard somebody say yes, and I heard there's there's one there's been spoilers in the fifties. So I don't, you know. And he's just kind of the most well known. Well, no, he's most pretty much the most well known ever. Yeah. So were Hamilton That's, and Renesso the original assassins, or were there even assassins before that? I heard they were the original. Okay. They say probably there might not have been maybe one floating around, maybe in the fifties or forties, maybe, but nobody's ever documented it. So. So I, I, think, I think one of the oldest masked uh, guys I can think of was it not our Doug Gilbert, but Doug Gilbert. He was like the the professional or uh, something like that. Professional Doug Gilbert, yeah. And even before that, I think he was the student. It was, it was something like that. I, I remember student, just reading, that was, well. That was I was well, also no. George Steele at one point. Yeah, George Steele. Um, but I don't know. I was just re- researching old mass tag teams or old mass wrestlers, and like Doug Gilbert was one of the. His professional was one of the first ones that I could think of. Okay. Hmm. All right. Wow. Well, we, we we got a long way off talking about the spoiler versus Tom Jones and Houston wrestling, but that's yeah. my pick for I'll next be. week. All right. Well, let me scroll back down as my gimmick turned off. Get back to mine. Well, I'm going way opposite of Houston wrestling. I'm getting on a plane. I'm flying back over to Japan. <laughs> oh, God. We're going more to another bathhouse. I don't hope not because it is FMW. So, um, well, the bathhouse wasn't FMW, but still, it's FMW. I know what I did. Oh, man. I might not be going to use this, dude. I bet I can't. I never checked the date on it. It's fine. We'll be, it's wrestling. It happened outside the ring. We'll be loose with the rules. It's FMW, Vader versus Ken Shamrock, no ropes, cage. cage it's, it's what's called FMW, Vader versus Ken Shamrock, no ropes, cage, real shoot fight. That's what it's called. So, all right, and it's brought. I just found it, and if I if this is the right one, it's brought to us by Geraldo Montanez. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably Geraldo then. Um, yeah. <laughs> hmm. I, don't know what you, I didn't want to look at the years. I don't want to say the finish, you know. And I think it's and I so I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, this is probably way past the gimmick with Ken uh, Shamrock. Not necessarily, because Shamrock was was wrestling before WWE. Yeah, but he wasn't Ken Shamrock. He didn't do any after he did UFC as Kevin Shamrock before WWE. 
Yeah, he did. He wrestled before he was did UFC wrestled. As um, no, you know what? I believe this is during actually during their. You're only a little out. It's a. Uh, it's September twenty eighth, ninety seven. So you're a year or two out. It's fine. Yeah, but I hate that. It, no, it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so is is this before or after Vader on a live microphone called himself a big fat piece of shit? I figure I can say the S word now since we had boobies and Bush on an episode. <laughs> well, there's the thing. We didn't see boobies and Bush. We only saw it on, um, well, people only saw it if they watched the match on YouTube. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Um, I don't, you said 97? Yeah. So he had, So he was done with UFC at this time period. Yeah, I think both these guys were in WWF at the time. No, I don't think. Were they? No, Vince wanted to let them go work FMW. Working no each way. other? Still, no. No way Vince would agree with that. Because I think Shamrock left in 96. I think he left UFC in 96, didn't he? Because what, 95? That just debacle of him and, and, um, and um, oh gosh, my mind just went blank. Uh, Severin, they had. It just was like one of the worst UFC fights ever. I think it was, this was right. I think it was 95, 96. So this was right after. So I think he's been gone from USC at this time. I'm thinking. And when did Vader show up? It was 97, wasn't it? Or was he there 96? I don't think he was there 96, was he? I'm trying to get, get some dates real quick to see. All you do is, I don't, hold on, turn my internet on, on my phone. Let's go to Wrestling Data. Because it'll actually, you type in the name and go to uh, Places. You know, I'll show the years and what places they were for each year. And I don't fat fingers are horrible for cell phones. <laughs> but this Vader, uh, it was the month of June 98 when he cut the I'm a fat POS promo. All right. So when was, um, what was the date on this? This would have been, uh, this was September 28th, 97. So he was, they were, he was with WWF. What was the date again? 97. What? September, September 28th. Hmm. I just can't see them letting. Let's see. And Shamrock started with WWF 90, in 97. 97. Sure did. He yeah, was so working. Um, he's working in again, April, May of 90. Yeah. Wow. I am shocked that Vince Lamb did that. FMW had a working agreement with WWF at the time. In 97? Yeah. I know they did with ECW. Wow. They were with New York too. Dang. But I, I I may have I believe on one of the uh, one of the other podcasts listened to around this time, mm-hmm. and they said the only they they would only have Vader and Ken work with each other. I'm sure Vince got a big chunk of money for this. I'm, I'm sure. <coughs> excuse me. I'm sure they both got a whole bunch of money, and Vince got more. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure Vince got more. I bet they got good, a nice little payday, and Vince got more up for letting them do it. You know, I don't know if it was this match or if it was the one match, and I want to find this because Undertaker went and worked a show at DDT. No, no, not, really? D- not DDT. I'm sorry, Michinoku Pro. Okay. And I would love to find that match. Wow, that's crazy. Hmm. But um. Oh, and I just found it. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> How do you work? He worked Hakushi, and this was actually in '97 as well. Wow. And I don't know, I've heard stories about both of these. Now, the more I think about it, and I believe for the Michinoku Pro one, like the payoff was like a hundred grand. 
Holy smoke. Like, I'm not saying that was just for Taker, but that was like the money offered up for the deal. And then Vince split it however he wanted. Still, though, that's a lot of money. Yeah. One guy come over and work. Wow. I, I, I would love to find the podcast again and listen to it. I'm pretty sure it sound from the sounds of it, sounds like it was Bruce Pritchard's, okay. just from the story I'm telling, because I believe Bruce accompanied a Taker over there. Mm-hmm. But now I'm sure he had some of the would have had, had to have gone. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of like you heard the story about when they send Flair over to Japan, they send Harley with him. Uh, I've heard Harley, but my, my favorite is sending Roddy to the Bahamas. No, it was not Bahamas. It was. Um, it wasn't Puerto Rico. No, it was the. Uh, um, Dominican? They, no, it was where the guy was from. Oh crap! Was it Venezuela? It was in the. It was. It was. It was further down in Puerto Rico. It's where the guy was that they did the, the gimmick with. Yeah, what? But yeah, no, they did the Phantom title change, and they said that uh, Roddy's pay payoff was a spittoon of coke. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know. I think we've talked about this before, but yeah, that that uh, that match was the holy grail. That and. Last Battle of Atlanta were the two Holy Grails for 20, 30 years. And they've both been surfaced in the last last 10 years. You know? I like that everybody was disappointed when they finally saw the last Battle of Atlanta. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it, had, it had more hype than what it was. But it, it still was good. But it wasn't built up like it's – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The legend of it. Yeah. But uh, what was that guy's name? I can't believe I forgot his name. Especially being a tape trader. <laughs> yeah, you should know that. I know. I'll see the guy because he was like a, he was English. He was, he was short. He was in, he was really a uh, small dude. Oh, I can't believe I forgot that guy's name. And he's also a he former died. NWA world's heavyweight champion. Yeah. <laughs> um, he died a few years back. Oh, I just can't remember that guy's name, but yeah. Um, how do we get on this? Oh, Bruce Pritchard going to Japan with the taker. Then <laughs> Harley going with MK. Okay. Gosh, what was that guy's name? That's just bugging me. I don't want to, I didn't want to say Joe Vicka, but that, that was the guy that worked in the office for Carlos. Man. Oh, well. I'll remember it tonight about 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I'll, I'll get a random text message. No, I don't I don't text people. I don't text the working folk at 10 o'clock unless they text me first, you know. It was the Dominican Republic. Yep. I, I said that, and you said no. Oh, you did? Okay, sorry. <laughs> and it was Jack Veneno. No, you said Bahamas. I said Bahamas, and I said not Puerto Rico, and you said that one place where he is from, and I said the Dominican Republic. You said Jamaica. No, I didn't. I never said – no, I didn't. I never said Jamaica. I swear I thought you said Jamaica, and I was like, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) When I edit this, I'm going to isolate that part, and I'm going to make it really loud, so when you listen to it back, you'll just hear it. It'll just blow out your eardrums. Sorry to anybody (laughs) else listening. Um Tell me what I say. <laughs> yeah. I, I run off anybody we we ever had because I blew out their eardrums. <laughs> but I showed you. Yeah. <laughs> so what was his name? Jack Veneno or something. I don't know how it's pronounced. Yeah, Jack but... Veneno. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Veneno something. Yeah. Jack. Yeah. It's like, how many people are named Jack in the Dominican Republic? <laughs> but yeah, I was him. He was a little dude. A little short dude. Yeah, they would have killed Flair if he would have went over. I, I, I like him. it. At least in Flair's book, Flair's just like, take it. Yeah. Well, they about killed him. The dude winning, they about, he about got killed. You imagine if he would have went over that dude, they would have never made it out of that, that building, stadium, wherever it was at. 
they'd been dead. They yeah. couldn't have. You, you, you know, Roddy was uh, probably egging it on too. I don't know, man. It's pretty wild. I, I just, I don't think he did. I don't, I don't think he would have because you know the security, the, the security, what the police officers weren't going to, they weren't going to help him. So I don't. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt that at all. I don't think Roddy would have been normal Roddy egging it on and just trying to get that. You know, I don't. You know. I don't know, man. You should read Flair's book. I know you don't read. <laughs> I don't read. No, no. <laughs> but hey, aren't you but, two chapters into a book? I think I'm at three now. Oh, look at you. Well, you got you got to do something while you're trying to paint one off, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> you got to do something to kill the time, you know? I'm going to read a book about Burt Prentice. <laughs> Which I highly recommend. I'm only three chapters in. I highly recommend going to crowbarpress.com and getting that book. Even though you've probably didn't heard crowbarpress.com already plugged in this podcast. But yeah, that, I'm three chapters in and I, and I don't read. So if I recommend some, a reading something to read, it's really good. So I didn't got to the good stuff here. I, I, I wonder how, because uh, Bert had stories if he wanted to tell them. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, well, uh, well, there's no doubt. Yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see what what he has. You can report back. Or if you don't want to wait for the two years it's going to take Quentin to read the rest of this book, you can get the book yourself over on crowbarpress.com. And I'd highly suggest doing that if it's waiting for me. (laughs) Because when I do do read once in a million years, I do it really slow. So, yeah. Don't wait. Don't wait for my reviews of the chapters. But yeah, so far it's been really good. It, 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 I don't know how, you know, who all he, he, you know, those dirt on, because I ain't got that far. So I'm just now where you're just looking at San Antonio, and he hasn't been in the business long enough to really, you know. So I don't think that stuff happens until he gets to Nashville, man. You know? So he's not even Nashville yet? No, he's still at San Antonio. Oh, okay. Well, this is like, I don't know, like 1984. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and get the book because it's, it's gonna be a long time before. Yeah, take it. Like I said, yeah, get, it's this definitely. If the first three chapters, the rest of the book's better than the first, better than the first three chapters. That's gonna be crazy because I think it's really good. It's um, because I know, like I said, I know some of the stories about Bert. You know how he started thing, but uh, he goes into detail and it's really interesting how he got started in the wrestling business and um. And stuff out of the wrestling business. Too. It's really good. Like I said, it's really interesting read so far. So yeah, I, I highly recommend picking that up. You know, it's, it's, like I said, I'm sure it gets good later on with some of the, especially ins and outs of running opposition of Nashville and then taking over Nashville fully. So and that and that his little stint in Arkansas um, when he was out there. What was that called? Ozark, Ozark Mountain Wrestling. Yeah. He brought a lot of talent through there, so um, I'd be interested to see the ins and outs of that, too. And then falling out with, with the USWA and starting up Ozark Mountain and all that. So that's going to be interesting. So, so, yeah, go pick it up. Don't wait for the reviews. <laughs> yeah, that might take a while. I, I have an actual weird random plug to make. Um, if you have been following me on social media, you saw something that I've been sitting on for a few months now, um, and I was finally able to uh, – to pay it off. Um, just dropping on actually 420. Uh, the band Four and the Strange Band, headed up by Coleman Williams, the great grandson of Hank Williams Sr., uh, 
released their single Stand Your Ground. Um, and in the video starring alongside Coleman Williams himself was uh, myself and Alex Taylor. Um, so Fert got a music video knocked off under my belt. Uh, really enjoyed the music video, enjoyed taping it. I had, had to keep quiet for so long before it could be released because <laughs> I didn't want to ruin it. Uh, but man, it was a blast. It's good to see it finally, uh, finally drop. So go look that up on YouTube. It's Four and the Strange Band, Stand Your Ground. And hit up fourandthestrangeband.com because uh, they have an album called Southern Circus uh, that is dropping in June. I, uh, if I remember right, I believe the date is June 17th, but it's available for pre-order now over on fourandthestrangeband.com. So you said it's the great-grandson? Great-grandson of Hank Sr. So so Hank Hank Jr.'s grand, uh, grandson. Okay. So is it because he had a junior has a son, Hank the Third. Is it Hank the Third's son? Uh, you know, I didn't talk a lot with Coleman about actually he talked with more stuff uh about wrestling. So he grew up yeah. a, a giant wrestling fan. Yeah. Um, but if you'll let me look, da, 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 trying to see who his father is. And this is gonna sound really great. I may cut this part out, but <laughs> <laughs> Shelton Hank Williams the third. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's that's Hank three. Okay, wow, that's crazy. Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I saw the video. It's it's, it's pretty neat, neat little thing there. It uh, well, how it, did, what's that? So how did you? How did they find you and, and Alex Taylor to do it? I mean, uh, so yeah, a little a little backstory, I guess. So I, I was actually at training one day. It's fun. It's funny. Uh, anytime I show up at training, something good seems to happen. Uh, I, was at, I was at training one day, um, and one of the guys, Garrett, um, Hardway Heater, uh, hit me up. He goes, hey, man, somebody, and Hardway Heater probably would have been in the video himself, but he broke his neck about a year ago. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, so he's been healing from that. Um, but he goes, hey, no, no guy looking for a wrestler for a music video. And the original idea was I would be wrestling Coleman. So it'd be a two-day deal, and I would actually have to train Coleman a little bit beforehand. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I'm assuming that's why Hardway came to me, because he knows that I have a background in, in training. Um, mm -hmm. But it got later got changed. Hey, can you find another wrestler? And I'm always going to hit hit up Alex. We're, we did the you know the, the silly commercial together. Yeah, you know for Advanced Financial. So I'm always going to we have fun doing that stuff together. And plus, I know what he can do well and what. You know what we can do, what bumps he can take. Well, because yeah. we worked with each other so much. He's my tag team partner yeah. at NWA. I mean, I'm always going to hook him up when I can. Um, yeah. And we went down there, dude. We had a blast. Um, I think they thought the, and I may be wrong. And, and also thanks to to Jace, the the director, um, for hitting me up. He, he's actually who reached out to me. Um, and I, and when Hardway told me about it, I will say this: it's wrestling, right? Hey. Uh, need some guys for a music video oh yeah cool man hit me up we'll never hear anything well but no no we ended up doing it i helped them find a, a venue and uh, i think they thought it would, it would take a lot longer to, for the shoot because i know at one mm -hmm. point they're scheduled till seven potentially and i'm like i think this will be shorter and we were out of there at like 3 30. Well, that's cool and it, it was i mean you know we know we know what angles that stuff to be shot from you know what i mean and you know easy peasy but no nah, man it was it was a blast uh something cool is going to be on the internet forever unless something happens and it gets taken down. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know, it's something cool, man. Um, but yeah, check out Coleman. He, he's, uh, his music's interesting. It's, it's, so he ranges everywhere from like bluegrass, which I, I would say stand your ground is more of a bluegrass song a bit. 
to more of a country punk music of some of his stuff is. So he, he's got a very wide range, but he's a lot of fun, man. So hit him up. And he's actually, I, I, I'll plug this too. Um, and this will actually be a double plug. June 25th, he will be playing in Murfreesboro, Tennessee at Panther Creek Brews. Uh, the reason that is a double <laughs> plug is because my brother, Jeremy Taylor, is one of the proprietors of Panther Creek Brews. So did you have something off of that? Had that one in uh, that that deal there? Did you make uh, come no, together? No, not at all. Check, so check this out. Uh, I just found this out uh, on the 19th. Jeremy <laughs> was talking to my mom and they're at dinner. And my mom mentioned that I have a music video debuting on the 20th. And he's like, oh, that's cool with who? And she told him Coleman Williams for the strange band. Jeremy knows <laughs> them because Coleman lives in Murfreesboro. And Jeremy, oh, okay. yeah, and Jeremy works in the music business. He uh, he does lighting. Okay. So he, you know, for a lot of concerts, I mean, he knows a lot of acts. He was in a band at one point. So he, he knows a lot of people. And I should have assumed, I really should have, because it just totally seems like Jeremy's bag. And he goes, yeah, man, I've known Coleman forever. I'm like, that's insane. I never would have thought about it. <laughs> that's crazy. Small world. <laughs> but yeah, small world. I wish I could be there for that. Um, I, I will be wrestling that night, unfortunately. But, uh, but yeah, if you can go out, and I can tell you from experience that uh, if you like craft beer, pa Panther Creek Brews is awesome. And don't they have like some cool food trucks there? Uh, yeah, yeah, they have food, different food trucks. Almost, they, they'll keep them for a couple weeks at a time, and they'll go to a new one. But I know like they have a pizza food truck who you get wood fire pizza straight out of the back. Uh, they have a food truck called My Roots that comes through there. That's awesome. They, there's a Cuban food truck. They just have all sorts of different food trucks all the time. Cool. That's cool. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's a small world, man. But I'm not yeah, the biggest it, <laughs> Well, he, he was like, you should have told me. And I'm like, I had no idea. I never even. Yeah. Well, because Jeremy's, while Coleman does play some harder punk rock music, like Jeremy's mm -hmm. not a big country guy. Mm -hmm. So I thought that would have turned him off. But now he loves him. So. Oh, cool, cool. Well, man. Hey, did you by any chance watch the episode of The Rock? I, I haven't, man. I, I, oh, I really so haven't. You gotta watch it, man. <laughs> it's so I, I do. I do need to. I what I watched instead was three hours of The Batman. So okay. yeah, I know you don't really watch those kind of movies, but it was really good. Yeah. I don't watch I, movies at all. <laughs> we talk about. <laughs> we used to watch movies. I don't anymore. You know, I've watched more movies from probably. 06 to 10 and i watched from 91 until then i didn't watch hardly when i was in wrestling i hardly ever watched movies whenever it was then then when you started coming over it was like well, we wasn't watching wrestling we was watching a movie you know <laughs> at, at night for sure and then during yeah. the day it would be yeah. what wrestling or whatever sport yeah but uh I, and I, I went back to don't watch many movies again so or or playing I, a, a really old madden yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well, like madden 98 or whatever you had that wasn't that old it was like uh 03 02 I think, the, I think the last madden i bought was 05 legitimately i was, it was like oh what, what was michael vick's rookie year it's like when he they put him on the cover yeah yeah, yeah. i, I don't like remember what the year it was but yeah I, like I think, yeah i'm pretty sure i had that one actually um that's the only one I had. <laughs> the, the last one I think I got was 05. When I fell off video games, I fell off them hard. Well, yeah. I didn't working in 64 until like a year and a half ago. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, what's crazy is I, back in 
2004, yeah, 14, 2014, most of that year, I pl- I thought <laughs> we were so broke, we had no, we lived in Lafayette, we had no cable, no satellite, nothing. Um, we had an antenna that picked up like two stations out of Nashville. So I played, um, I played NASCAR 2001 for like eight months straight, <laughs> every day, all day long. Yeah. Yeah. I, I played the career mode and went from like last place and actually won the uh, championship when it retired. They let you, I think it's like 20 years, let you know it for like 20 years. And I'm a 20 year. I finally got, I won the championship. <laughs> and by that time we, we got a little money. So I got, got cable. <laughs> so I didn't, then I had played a, I don't think I played a video game since. <laughs> I was so burnt out on, on, on um, video games because I only played that one, but <laughs> yeah. So. I just, I know it's way off. I don't know how we got there, but. Oh, man, we've we've been everywhere on this one. This one's yeah. been all, oh. all over the road. Real fast. Remember last week I said, do you think, I said, I said, you think they're going to put Dan Housen and Hook work each other? Apparently they are. I know. I was like, man, that's going to suck. Yeah. Who to cheer for? Huh? Who would you cheer for? I don't know who you would cheer for. I'm going to cheer for Dan Housen, but it's not going to be, it's going to be a, Okay, if he didn't sell for Bear Country, he's sure ain't going to sell for Dan House. <laughs> I don't know if the match will actually happen. You think you're going to swerve people? Hope didn't accept. He just left. Yeah, he just looked at him like you're an idiot and walked off. Maybe he's gonna, they're going to put them together. Some kind of little something, you know? I mean, the best friends are pretty much not a thing anymore. No, they're pretty, it's pretty much done. Because yeah. I think I read somewhere, because, again, I, I don't, I'm not as up to date on it. Uh, Statlander's not an alien anymore? She's they're phasing it out. Yeah. Uh, Trent's tagging with Rocky off and on. Well, Rocky's an honorary member of the best friends, but Trent's been in single a lot of singles. God, and having some amazing banger may so good. And uh, Orange Cassie's still hurt, and Chuck's just there. <laughs> and so, Utah is no longer with him. No, he's with the like Blackpool Combat Club. So, um, how he's wearing boots now. Oh, is he? Yep, he had boots on last night. We got no tights and boots. There you go. Still same no. kind of tights? No, no. What's he wearing they now? They were white, white with, like, blood graphic. But, I mean, still graphic. long tights? Yeah, yeah, still long tights, yeah. Okay. They ain't got no legs. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're done. So, there, I guess, I don't know. I just hope they don't go, because, I mean, I just, I don't know. But I think that maybe they're going to swerve for people. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I just hope they don't, because they, they have a match. He's just going just gonna to job him out, you know? I don't know. The curse might work. It hadn't worked the last month. Why would it work now? <laughs> hey, man, practice makes perfect. <laughs> hey, if, it, if, if, if Riggle sold it and hooked it, and it ain't going to work now. <laughs> that is true. Riggle did sell it. Yeah, and he sold it like a champ. <laughs> even Brian Danielson even sold it. You see him? He's under, take it off, take it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. Who we play, who who we don't have a gimmick for? Well, we, we've got uh Luthes is UWA. Yeah, we've got about three more weeks and we're done on that. <laughs> three more weeks and then uh working the outlaws. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that in the motion. There might be a while just to get it going, but we gotta start getting stuff for it and everything, getting it ready. Yeah, that's probably the next step. So keep keep an eye out for that. Working the outlaws. That's I'm gonna keep plugging that name because it's a good name. Um, yeah, I like it. 
And then uh, let's see, if you like pro wrestling t-shirts, head on over to storefrontier.com slash Plunky's Gimmick Table. There you can find the official Territorial Wrestling Review shirt, or you can put it on anything you want. Mask, those will still be a thing anymore. Um, let's see, you can get it on a can koozie. You can get it on a baby onesie. <laughs> God, listen, I, I will give you... If you show up with a baby onesie of the Territorial Wrestling Review, I will give you one of everything on my gimmick table. Holy crap. Somebody's going to do that, dude. Oh, they're ba- they will have bought a, a baby onesie with our logo on it. I'm all right with that. Yeah, you can't give them one of everything on your table. Yeah, one picture, one T-shirt. That's all I've got. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought you had like, a, like every other indie worker. You got everything out there. <laughs> No, I've got pictures and T-shirts. I'm not saying they get one of every design of every shirt on my gimmick table. They get one okay. T-shirt, one picture. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, okay, I gotcha. I thought you meant just one of everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. I ain't crazy. <laughs> but I but I would die to just see a baby wearing our... Oh, that would that'd be tremendous. And I have, to get a, I have to get a picture of documentation. We will blur the baby's face out. Yeah. But I will have to get that picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Um, April 30th, NWA Power Trip 2, Oak Grove, Kentucky. It'll be gotten. We'll be there in force. Uh, tickets are at nwatix.com. And also on Fight TV, order the NWA All Access Annual Pass. $49.99 gets you every NWA pay-per-view. The number for this year is six. Um, plus first run on NWA Power and NWA USA. Go and like and subscribe to everybody that we use on the YouTube. Help them out and help us out. Like and subscribe where you listen to us, either on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, if that's not its own podcasting app. I don't know why I said that. Uh, Apple Music, whatever whatever you listen to us on. I don't know. Yeah. Um, also on that Oak Grove show, Tyrus will be there signing his uh, new, oh. new book. Yep, uh, just Tyrus, I believe, is the title. Yeah, it's uh, that's his his first live sign. He's having a virtual signing, I think, next week or so. Um, but that'll be his first live in person signing of his book. Yep. So uh, go check that out. They say uh, Greg Gutfeld puts it over big time. Uh, Judge Jeanine Piero puts it over big time. It's, it's a really good book. So well, and Tyrus has a crazy story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so, the story of his life is nuts. The guy was a bodyguard for Snoop Dogg, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, that's a, that's just the stories from that was you can imagine, you know. So, yeah, he, you know, he has a yeah. So go check it out. Um, if you're up there in that area, go check out the show. Go see Tyrus. Go see you and your ill-begotten buddies. Yeah, old, da- a- old, old Danny Deals. Well, you can't be in my corner, Quentin. Danny Deals is there though, and he's wearing yeah. all the sequins, Daddy. Hey. <laughs> he's gimmicked out man he's That's gimmicked it. out gotta love it gotta love it alright I'm trying to think is there anything else nah, I'll save for next time <laughs> you got anything to add nothing to add man alright if you're done I'm done stick a fork in her she's done for Jeremiah Pluckett and quick charisma hey that's me thanks for listening and God bless bye bye everybody